almost upon us bobby it has arrived yeah less than a week right yeah the by the time this episode comes out i think it's just gonna be a couple days away yeah this is what you should use to prepare yourself for the season because we're gonna do some serious in-depth analysis about how you should feel about your team this really i mean we're gonna be taking a look at the most important aspects of the game in this episode um most notably, uh, we're going to touch on some gifts you should keep an eye out for. Gifts, that's gifts without the T. G-I-F-S. <laughs> if you're not familiar with what it is. <laughs> I'm very happy that we're doing this at a point in my life when I've been enlightened over the actual pronunciation of what a GIF is. I used to be a GIF person. Oh, How does man. that make you feel? Really? <laughs> you know what? At least you've come to the, uh, you've come over from the dark side yeah, on, on that one. Yeah, I've come to see the light on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thursday is going to be a fun day. Um, I, I national do have, holiday. It it should be a national holiday. I have school that day, but I. Wait, you what? Can, cl- you how can, much class do you have? Can you just not go? How serious is this? I know you're about to like graduate and all, but <laughs> is this gonna prevent you from graduating? Is my question. <laughs> what time are all the games? They're like afternoon games, right? I think so. They're all supposed to be day games because it's like opening day. You know, yeah. it's like a very throwback to national America's national pastime. Yeah. So I will I will continue my yearly tradition of sitting in the back of the room and just watching baseball games the <laughs> entire class. It should just be National Pastime Day. Yeah, <laughs> it, the, it writes itself. The holiday wrote itself. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah. Anyway, that's actually our, do that's, better, America. Honestly, yeah, for real. we have some really terrible holidays. Yeah, and and we're uh, actually a little bit later in this episode. Actually, relatively soon in this episode, we're going to talk about some. Uh, some uh, not so great ways the uh, the national pastime phrase is being used to uh, manipulate people. But before we get to that, uh, I want to read you <laughs> notification I just got on my phone. Uh, I think I got the notification too because we you? have all the same apps. But you told me that you weren't going to tell me what we were going to talk about. But I looked out at my phone and I have a feeling. But go uh, ahead. All right, all right, all right. I hope that this surprises me, but I don't think it's gonna. Is it about the Oakland days? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well. You really thought you had me there. I really did. Anyway, apparently this season at the Oakland Coliseum, the A's will be charging Giants fans <laughs> more than anyone else. Just to get to, in? For, uh, for parking? To park. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so parking at the Oakland Coliseum for A's fans, $30. For Giants fans- That's kind of a lot. That's kind of a lot, yeah. For Giants fans, $50. <laughs> unless, unless you get a $20 discount- if you say go A's at the gate, I'd say go. I'd say go anyone for twenty dollars. Absolutely, <laughs> it's not that serious. They're not even in the same league. If they were gonna charge me fifty dollars to get like fifty extra dollars to get into a Yankees game, and all I had to say was go Yankees to get in, I would certainly do it. Yeah. What about Phillies? I'd do that too. Yeah. Fifty dollars to park, my dude. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. That's yeah. like more money than I have right now. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so uh, I respect it. Little little Bay Area rivalry going on. That's so funny. <laughs> it is funny. Like, uh, 
the thing about this, if we're actually breaking it down, is like, how are you going to judge who's a Giants fan? How many people are actually rolling up to A's games in Giants gear anyway? Probably a lot. Really? Oh, you mean like they're not just doing this on days that the Giants and A's play? I guess because they don't play very often. So Yeah. Yeah. The, the A's have done some uh, some fun promotions, poking fun at the Giants. There was one, uh, uh, I think it was last off season, where you could go and trade your Giants hat in, and you could uh, throw it in a trash can, and they would give you a free, free A's, A's hat. hat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of free time on their hands, the PR department over at the A's, because they don't have to talk about the team winning. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, and whenever the A's do stuff like this, like fun little promotions or whatever, Giants fans get so upset and they're like, hey man, why are you so bitter? Just take a chill pill, bro. It's like, Ugh, you take a chill pill. The thing about this is that Giants fans are still saving money by having to pay the $50 and going to see an A's game as compared to going to see a regular Giants game. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like three times as much. So like the A's are just like, we're just trying to get some money back, you know? Yeah, the A's do stuff like this, and Giants fans get really upset, and they're like, oh, why are you so mad at us all the time? Like, really? It's, like, super smarmy. And Don't hate us because you ain't us. Yeah, it's really like, who cares? But if you'd been <laughs> over... San Francisco accent? <laughs> it really is at this point. Like, let's be real. If you'd been overshadowed by the Giants for, like, the last decade and a half, two decades, you'd feel it's the almost same like, way. It's almost like being overshadowed by the Yankees since the launch of your franchise. Yeah, absolutely. I think the A's and Mets are definitely in the same boat in terms of like feeling I'm, very underappreciated by their respective regions. I'm telling you, there's a spiritual connection between our teams. Really it's is. really like it was destiny that we became friends before we ever even knew who we were fans of. It really was, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, moving on from that silly topic, uh, we should delve into something slightly more uh, egregious and serious. And that is the news that the U.S. Senate approved a spending bill uh, last week that included this provision called the Save America's Pastime Act that is specifically designed to screw over minor league baseball players. Uh, Really just awful, heartless, cruel, evil, any terrible word you want to throw at it. It's an awful move that is basically designed to ensure that minor leaguers don't get paid enough money. They they already get paid very little money, and it's designed to lock that in and be like, you can't get paid anymore. The one-sentence summary of this bill is that regular laws that apply to people do not apply to minor leaguers, and yep. they don't have to get paid minimum wage. Yep. That's the one-sentence summary of this bill. It's just yep. like, because you are baseball players, you don't make enough money. And it makes no sense. I have yet to hear one logical argument from the people who wrote this bill or the people who are defending this bill as to why it makes any sense under the law. Does the article give any reasoning as to why they think this bill can actually pass? I mean, I know it probably will pass, but... (laughs) Even just the name, how is this saving America's pastime? What was in jeopardy about America's pastime if you pay minor leaguers fair wages? Okay, so... Is baseball going to cease to exist if minor leaguers make, I don't know, seven fifty an hour? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so a little context for this. Um, The minimum for minor leaguers right now for them to make monthly is $1,100. $1,100. In a month. In a month. In a month, right? That's not even 20 k a year. That is... That's less than our rent. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. 
And then, yeah, so that's, like, um, guys who just come into the minors, right, at the lowest level, like A-ball. Um, and then the maximum, like, AAA players all the way up to, like, 2200 a month. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Open up a Swiss bank account, AAA <laughs> players. You can't hide all this money. 2200 a month. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Especially playing for an organization that's owned by a billionaire. And so this bill would basically... It would give it a very slight raise. So it's like from eleven hundred a month to get this eleven sixty a month. But what am I gonna do with that extra sixty bucks? Probably gonna spend it on weed, right? If you're just a minor league player. I don't know what we're doing here. Sixty extra bucks in the back pocket. That could only be used for booze and drugs. It's eleven sixty a month for a forty hour work week. You know what you don't get? Overtime. You know what minor leaguers are always working? Overtime. <laughs> yeah. It's literally just the whole thing is if you want to make it up, you have to just show that you're the first one in and the last one out. Yeah. But God forbid we suggest that you make money for being the first one in and the last one out and making money for an organization. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's ridiculous. I don't – it's just – I can hear all of the tr- Twitter trolls, which we've had some firsthand experience with in the last 24 hours. I can hear all the Twitter trolls just saying – well, they get to play baseball for a living. This is everyone's dream. This is what all kids want to do. It's like, actually, no, this is not everyone's dream. If you always wanted to be a firefighter and you grew up and you got to be a firefighter and they're like, actually, because this is everyone's dream, you should only make $1,100 a month. America would shit its pants. Yeah. If, if someone, if some kid grew up and wanted to be a cop and then they told cops, you get no rights, you make less than minimum wage and you have to work for this team. And the cop union is owned by a white billionaire who doesn't give a shit about you. I'm sure people would be very happy about that, right? America would just take that and roll with the punches. I'm sure that'd be fine. No one would freak out. I saw some people on Twitter making the argument. It's like, well, minor leaguers aren't working the whole year. Um, Why don't they just go ahead and get a second job like the rest of us who aren't making enough money? And my answer to that is, you shouldn't have to work a second job either. (laughs) I don't think anyone should have to work two jobs to literally live. Yeah. To eat. Yeah. To have a place to live. Um, this bill was introduced a couple years ago, actually, and it's really just kind of picked up steam now in the last week or so as it was, you know, in this new spending bill. Uh, but when it w- first came out in 2016, ESPN noted that if you bumped every minor leaguer's pay by $5,000, that's 5% of Justin Verlander's salary. 5%. Wow. They, MLB made $8 billion in revenue, but you can't pay a few hundred players slightly more. You can't pay them even close to livable wage. I don't know. It's wild to me. The, the rationale behind this is so wild because the point of the bill is like, well, you know, the point of the bill in air quotes, right? Because obviously it's just, you know, the MLB has done pretty great lobbying to uh, depress these wages. But the, you know, the rationale for the bill that's being put out there is that if you pay the minor leaguers more, then it's going to cost more for the fans to, like, support local teams. And it would usher in cuts across the league, threatening the primary pathway to the majors and putting teams at risk. At risk of what? You know... Uh, that's a good question. Are they are they in a secure situation now where their, air quotes again, prospects are really feeling good about their pathway to the majors? <laughs> Do you feel good making $1,100 a month and being treated like shit? <laughs> Hold on, wait. You've, you almost forgot the, the Twitter troll argument. 
Um, but what about the signing bonuses? They all sign million-dollar signing bonuses. Nope, that's only if you get drafted, which is a very small percentage of the actual players who are playing in the minor leagues right now. Yeah, most guys, like, signing bonuses end up being, like, maybe $100,000 or something like that. And then once you get to a certain round, you're not even getting a signing bonus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you're not if you're not drafted in the first couple rounds, like yeah. you're not getting a signing bonus. Yeah, you have to be the like the best player in the country in the, like in the draft right now to make that four million dollars or whatever. Oh my god, this is asinine. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. The fact that they're getting away with this is I just I just don't have words for it. It's just it's wild. Also. Uh, because none of these players are on 40-man rosters, not part of a union. So the MLB Players Association pretty much can't do a thing about this. Like, it just gets worse the more you read into it. It's like you keep digging deeper and deeper, and you think there's going to be hope after every door that you open, and it's just like, nope, they're just going to kick you in the face every time you open a new door. <laughs> I There was an article, there was like an interview that came out a few months ago with like the president of the minor leagues that I remember reading. Where basically the, I don't remember the interviewer, and I'll find the article and link to it, but basically the interviewer was like, so a really big issue right now is like minor league wages. What would you think about paying them more? And he was basically like, well, yeah, see, we'd like to, but I really just don't know about that one. That would be uh, really hard for us to do. And frankly, like, we'd have to have a a larger conversation about that. He couldn't go on record and be like, yeah, you know, they probably deserve more than they're getting right now. So basically, you know what the MLB doesn't do? They don't give a shit Not at, at all. all. No, none of them do. About my, any of these players. So Okay, so my AA, you know, my minor league affiliate that's closest to me is the Trenton Thunder. A few years ago, they their stadium used to be called like Riverside Park or whatever, or Riverfront Park or whatever. A couple of years ago, they sold the naming rights to the stadium to Armand Hammer, I think, or some other laundry. I'm pretty sure it was Armand Hammer because I went and they gave us a whole gallon of laundry detergent <laughs> which was strange but anyway you're telling me that the naming rights to your ballpark that you sold to arm and hammer a pretty big corporation could not have meant that the organization didn't have enough money to pay their players a, a livable wage you sold the naming rights to your park and now there's a gigantic sign on the outside of it and the mlb owner is just pocketing that the steinbrenners are just pocketing that that's crazy that's crazy this is their park and they're not seeing any of the money. The Yankees are the richest. Like, if the Yankees were an actual corporation and not a monopoly of a franchise, they would be like a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> they are one of the most valuable assets in the world. They have more money than most countries, and they can't play. They can't pay the people playing for their minor leagues enough money to like eat at McDonald's. Yeah, you're twice tell- a week. Yeah, you're telling me that you can pay Neil Walker like seven million dollars or whatever he's getting, but you can't pay Neil Walker seven million dollars. And add an extra, you know, seven hundred thousand dollars just to distribute to your minor leaguers. The whole team. Yeah. If you just put one million dollars as the total salary of every team, they would be making significantly more money than they're making right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, this is dumb. I hate you, talking about this. You should hate this. If you're a fan, you should absolutely hate that the minor leaguer, that Major League Baseball doesn't care about its players. The whole, the it, it whole. Cares, it cares about its bottom line. Like that is literally the only thing it cares about. The argument. Where it's like, oh, but it would make it less affordable to go to minor league games. It costs like two dollars to go to minor league games now. Like you could, I would pay three. I'd pay seven. I'd pay, you know, it costs ten dollars to get a fucking beer at a Yankees game. Yeah, not like, to not to mention like ticket sales are not what's paying for the minor leaguers' no. salaries. 
It's literally coming from the owner's pockets. They just don't want to do it. Okay, we need to move on before I have an aneurysm. Yeah. Alright, so as Alex teased a little earlier, in lieu of doing a serious, drawn-out preview that we wouldn't do as well as Effectively Wild and Fangraphs and all the other people who are previewing the MLB season this year, we decided that to get ourselves ready for the regular season, we would draft a team. We would do a big draft of the MLB All-GIF team. And by that, we mean players who do the most gifable things. Yeah, exactly. So our goal with this is basically we both want to craft rosters of whoever we think is going to produce the best gifts in the 2018 season. Uh, and we have come up with some uh, some rules, some tools, you could say, that we are looking for in each GIF that... Uh, that we that guided our uh, our draft, our list, our draft boards. Big boards, yeah. We got the big boards breaking out. Yeah, we do. Forget what you heard about NFL draft season. This is MLB gift season. This is a uh, this is right up our alley. If you have seen our Twitter account, it's like seventy percent gifts, <laughs> and so uh, we and thirty percent being wrecked by conservatives. <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be fun for us. We hope it's fun for you. We will uh, we we will craft a little article to go along with this where you can find our picks find our teams some uh, some examples of the uh the really gifable tools that each of these players exemplifies yeah the resume that they've put forward so far yeah. for them to even make it to our very important in all caps draft boards this is this is really big like this is important this is way more important than saying the Padres are going to win 74 games this year. Yeah. I'm this just, is way I'm more just important saying. than like being an all-star. If you're a player that gets chosen on this, you're pretty much hot shit. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the draft, let's just go over what we narrowed down as the, the best tools that a, that a gift player can exemplify. Yeah. So I think the first one that we said, just because it's one of our favorite things, was bat flips. Easy. Right off the bat, no pun intended. <laughs> bat flips are an easy one, and on. they are consistently fun. Then there's on-field and off-field antics. Naturally. You know, which is like your... This is, yeah, you're, you're goofing around on the field, right? You're, this, is, this is Albert Pujols pulling up players' jerseys as he runs yeah. by them. Or this is, you know, Elvis Andrews trying to spook Adrian Beltre as he's catching up hot fly, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Baseball players showing that they actually like playing this game, essentially. <laughs> and are friends with their teammates. Um, moonshots, that's Aaron Judge. Yep. <laughs> big smiles. I I absolutely had Francisco Lindor in mind with this one, but there are some good players out there. Yeah, Baez. Uh, yeah, who, again, it's like a lot of these GIF tools are like showing that you actually enjoy playing the game of baseball. And, you know. Showing that you uh, you can smile a little bit, that this is a child's game and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, the next one is my favorite or one of my favorites because I was partial to pitchers in this draft. I have a lot of pitchers on my big board and it's the old, a pitch that moves in a way that the baseball should not. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoy that. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, emphatic displays of emotion. Angry so, outbursts. Yeah, angry outbursts. Um, a really crazy celebration after you like strike out a batter. Yeah. Uh, on on the field, off the field, just really 
the guy wears his heart on his sleeve. <laughs> yeah, this is Chris Sale taking a bat into the dugout and mashing it against the walls. Yeah, it's Marcus Stroman like screaming after he strikes out a batter. Yeah, or Joey Votto stomping on a paper airplane. Yeah. Then I have the old stare downs. I love a good stare down between a batter and a pitcher. Yeah. I don't know if anyone made it on my list because of that, but definitely some of the guys on my list could perform a good stare down in their heyday. Yeah, the the like stone faced player, right? Where he's yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and then the last one, which we almost overlooked, was web gems. Easy again. Yeah, it's like the bat flip, right? It's yeah. it's your it's your gimme. Yeah, it's the self explanatory thing. Okay, so last b- little bit of speculation before we get into the draft. Uh, we decided we would p- take one player each from every division. So NL, AL, West, Central, and East. And then we would just take two wild cards after that, basically, like the league does itself. So, you know, two flex position players where we can just draft them because we felt that they should have gotten chosen. And there are some really loaded leagues themselves, like the NL Central and the AL West are completely loaded with gifable players for whatever reason. We don't know why it broke down that way, but it did. So we didn't want them to get overlooked just because they have a slightly more gifable player in their division. Yeah. So essentially you can look at this as like this is our season preview, right? This is if you if there's a game on TV, these are the guys you want to watch because they have the highest capability or the highest potential of just doing something wild or outlandish or just something that makes you way more enthralled. Yeah. This is not like Pirates versus Brewers on July 10th <laughs> at 1 p.m. Like this is going to be a lot more fun than that. Yeah. Uh, how, do, how do we want to determine who goes first? I don't know. You want to do rock, paper, scissors? Sure. All right, let's do rock, paper, scissors. Are we just going to, and we'll just go like back and forth? Or do you want to do like a snake draft? Like I don't feel like there's enough people to do a snake draft. I know. We should <laughs> probably just go <laughs> back. Me, me, you, you, me, me. <laughs> we're just taking two at a time. Yeah, no, we're just going back and forth, my guy. <laughs> All right, rock, paper, scissors. Uh, Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, God, I wasn't ready to go first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is big. So who's your number one? I'm first, probably going to cut out first. some of that rock, paper, scissors, shoot argument that we just had right there. but Yo, put, put it at the end. I will. I'll put it at the end. But uh, So anyway, we did rock, paper, scissors. I won. Uh, so I get to go first. This is a lot of pressure. Yeah. First overall in the first annual all gift draft. You know what I didn't really account for in my head? If I pick who's actually first on my overall big board, I won't be able to pick a Met so unless, I use, unless I use a flex on them. Yeah. Oh, man. This is some real stream of consciousness for you guys. I'm, like, on the clock. The clock's <laughs> ticking. We have a huge clock in the room. Yeah. That's a lie. We actually also brought in our friend Rob Manfred to announce the picks. <laughs> so, Our friend, LOL, Robert Manfred. Robert. <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to do it. Bryce Harper. Ooh, okay. <laughs> nice. He's so fun. <laughs> He's so I hate to just be the reductive analysis guy, yeah. but think about the possibilities. He's a bat flipper. He hits monstrous home runs. He his helmet falls off basically once a game. Or his hat, you know, when he's making a sliding catch in the outfield. And he's always had a flair for the dramatic. Like, he slides or dives when he doesn't need to, just because he knows his hat will fall off and he'll be able to flip his hair backwards. And he's got the eye black, which makes for a nice gif. You know, you just do the zoom in real quick and he's got the eye black everywhere. He's just a very aesthetically pleasing baseball player to me. So, Bryce Harper is my number one choice. Sorry, I love the Mets. I just, I love Bryce too. Yeah, yeah, you got the moonshots, you got the hair, it's... The stare downs, man. He's he's got it all. Yeah, he'll fight. Yeah, that could be a gif. He his gif last year was fighting Hunter Strickland. <laughs> so like, 
I don't know. You have literally the whole package with Bryce Harper. Yep. And also, he's like the second best player in the league. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, all right. I feel good about that pick. I feel good. I got that off my chest. <laughs> I don't feel like a, a Mets trader. <laughs> okay. Uh, my first pick in the all-gift draft. I got to go with my boy, Yasiel Puig, for this mm. one. Obvious pick, but he's got the bat flips down, right? It doesn't matter if it's a single, it's a home run, it's a freaking walk. He will flip the bat. You know that he will. The on-field, off-field antics, um, those are good. I, I still remember a gif of him that I have that I don't think I ever tweeted out, of him like digging through the the bubblegum basket that they have in the dugout because he's looking for a very specific flavor. And I'm like, this is me. <laughs> and he's looking for like 15 seconds, like pulling out handfuls. <laughs> Oh, I love him. Yeah. I love him so much. Big home runs. He uh he's got the smiles. He's got stare downs. Yeah. He's got it all. He's the he's the the six tool gift player. <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, so you took Puig and the NL West for as good of a division as it is was kind of weak when it came to the gift board. The all the all gift big board. Yeah. <laughs> what are I we th- calling this thing? <laughs> I had a very hard time finding other people from the NL West other than Puig. So this is kind of a flex on your part, taking yeah. someone with your first pick from a, a shallow uh, division. Like the NL East is kind of a loaded division when it comes to the all gift board. But it's, I felt like I needed really to get loaded. But yeah, so you kind of knocked off like half my options for the NL West right there. <laughs> I know. He was my only one. So I was kind of hoping you weren't going to take him because I didn't have another option. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's next? <clears throat> okay. You know, this might be a controversial pick. With the second choice, Ooh. actually no. You know what? I'm gonna save it. I'm not gonna go for it. I'm just gonna go with the safe pick for my second choice. You can't you can't mess up in the first two choices. Yeah, I'm going with Joey Votto. Oh, good one. Yeah, <laughs> he he just has he's su- he has such an attitude. I love it so much. And I'm partial to the non baseball playing gif. Yeah, like I like when he does something. Like he may- walks over and just completely roasts someone who's on first base, and you can see them just laughing. You have no idea what they said because he puts his glove up in front of his face. But that's a good gift for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was one the other day that I saw. I'm just gonna. This whole draft is just going to be me reciting gifts that I've seen of the players, like this just good describing gifts. <laughs> this is great for a podcast. I'm glad we thought about it. a very visual thing to do for our podcast preview. There was one where he was like taking dry. He was like on first base, and there was a pitcher warming up, and so he stepped up and is just like taking dry hacks in like the first base coach's box. Oh, <laughs> he's like a dad in a rec league. Yeah. Except he's like an angry dad with no kids in a rec league. Pretty much. <laughs> it's just like the dude that shows up that's way too good. And he's mad that all the other guys are taking it not seriously enough. Yeah. Because they have to go home to their wife and kids, you know, and he's just there to win. I love him. I love him so much. Yeah. But I feel really good at getting Bryce and Joey Votto yeah. back to back with my first couple picks. That's You can good. have Puig. That's fine. <laughs> all right. Who's your next? All right. My next guy, Um, you mentioned him a bit earlier, but I got to go with my boy, Adrian Beltre. Seriously, I don't think that there is a player in baseball who consistently is having more fun than Adrian Beltre at any point. There are every every season there are gifts of him with Elvis Andrus and they're playing, you know, his teammates trying to touch his head. Like <laughs> that gif, those gifts just never ever ever get old. We should write you could do a whole oral history on people trying to touch Adrian Beltre's head. Yeah. And it would be a pretty entertaining article. That's what we should pitch to Deadspin. Uh-huh. Yeah. When you think about, like, pitcher-catcher batteries, it's like the Adrian Beltre-Elvis Anders battery, right? Like, you got you almost got to take them as a package. I mean, I know we can't do that, but uh, 
Like if Elvis Anders gets traded, that would incredible. That would decrease the stock of yeah. Adrian Beltre. That would take your team right there. Yeah, it would. Yeah, man. There's like this is we're playing four dimensional chess right now, <laughs> <laughs> thinking about if guys get traded, how it affects the gift status. Okay. <laughs> you just added a whole. You just blew my mind. We're at that mind blown gift. We're at stage four of that. All right. Just uh, lasers going through my head. Um, okay, so I I get my third choice now. Yeah. I'm really hoping you don't take mine here because I have one more who is like at the top of my board. <laughs> um, Francisco Lindor. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I I got him because I knew that you wanted him. <laughs> you mentioned it. I mean, if that's messed up, man. <laughs> if we're gonna be cutthroat, we gotta be cutthroat. I know. Um, we never agreed that we would be cutthroat. I don't know why I'm being like this, but <laughs> um, Francisco Lindor is a guy that we talked about when we decided to do this as our season preview. You know, you mentioned him in the you know the tools section when we were explaining it. Yeah, he has the world's greatest smile, eighty grade <laughs> smile, <laughs> and he's he has the web gems too. Yeah, um, great he's defender, super fast. So you know, there's the chance that he might have a nice gif of stretching a double into a triple and a wild slide into third base. I love, I'm very partial to the slide gifts, which we use when we ever, whenever we tweet out an episode to tell people to slide into our email or our DMS. Yeah. So he might get a couple of those gifts in there. Uh, the Indians are obviously going to be a good team. Lindor, he's just a cute guy. Oh like God, he has, he's the cutest baseball player. He has like the, like his hair is coming out of his hat and he has the chain around his neck yeah. and he's just always happy. And so, yeah, he's great. He's an, he's an absolute all-star for this team. Uh, I was watching the Indians game a few days ago and he like hit a home run and missed first base and he got halfway to second until his like teammates pointed at t- out to him. So he ran back, touched first base, and then because he was like a little embarrassed by it, he was like grinning like way too big as he rounded the bases <laughs> and I was like, You're so cute. <laughs> Love him. All right, sorry. Any also something I didn't mention about him. Where's the socks up high? Yeah. That's Love it. That's true. Aesthetic gift thing. That's Love it. the only way to play. This uh, is your third pick coming up now? Yeah, third pick. So, I just gotta say, I feel like I'm killing you already. Really? I feel like my team's yeah. I feel like I'm crushing you. There's Damn. no way to measure this. It's completely subjective and arbitrary. <laughs> but I feel like I'm crushing you. <laughs> okay. Um, my pick number three. Uh, I will go with. Uh... All right, pick number three. I think I gotta go with the one and only Giancarlo Stanton on this one. Fair. Yeah. Like, if anything else... This one writes itself. It, it really does write itself. Like, he's mostly a... I mean, he's kind of a two-tool player, right? He's basically got the home run and the smile down pat. Yeah. He is a handsome man. He's beautiful. He's incredible. and He's, like, carved from marble. And they I, should make statues of him. I genuinely cannot wait to see him smash dingers left and right at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, true. He's you. We were talking about this before the show, but he's projected to hit what fifty eight home runs. He literally projected. Is he Barry Bonds? <laughs> Is he right handed Barry Bonds? What? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, great choice. Yeah. Now again, there's risk there, right? Because if he's he's got to stay healthy for this one, otherwise it greatly diminishes the amount of gifts he can produce. But also, the quality of gifts will still be there when he's there. That is so true. It, it's all about whether you care about quality or quantity of yeah, gifts that MLB tweets out or that Cut4 tweets out. And fair. I feel like if we're going for overall retweet status, 
feel like he could still catch up even if he doesn't play all the games. Yeah, reasonable. Because, you know, if he gets injured for like 10 games and comes back, then MLB is going to do the whole, he's back, and he hits a home run. <laughs> yeah, it's like, first will. at bat back. It's just going to be gif after gif after gif. So, you know, you nailed it with that pick. It's a good choice. Also, like I said, car from Marble. Could have been in the Uffizi. We could have walked past him like three different times in the <laughs> statues while we were there. And... <laughs> And we wouldn't have even realized it because he's just, he looks like a Roman slash Greek god. He really does. I was kind of torn on this pick because I was like, do I go Stanton or Judge? Because they're kind of the same player, basically. <laughs> but Stanton's just got the track record, the GIF track record, right? Yeah. D- Judge is just kind of newer on the scene. You really don't know the quality of GIF. Stanton, you know that the GIFs are there. Well, you know the quality of GIF for Judge. And also, gotta say, Judge has a better smile. Uh, I might take him later. But. Um, <laughs> The thing about Judge was that every, all 52 home runs that he had last year were like world class gifts. Yeah, every single one. And I know this for a fact because Newsday, even though these weren't gifts, they were like the video of the actual home run. You could easily make a video into a gift. That's how this works. Uh, they did a running gallery of every, you know, like a tweet gallery of all the videos of him hitting home runs, and all 52 of them. It just looked like it was stuck, like it was on repeat. They yeah. were all just moonshots into the second deck. Or they were opposite field lasers that just scraped the fence. Yep. I'm like, that got out in approximately 2.5 seconds. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Uh, you're on the clock for pick four. Pick four. Um, wow, I feel like I need to catch my breath. Um, okay. Going to my overall big board here. Pick four. I'm trying to play, you know, I'm trying to play the three-dimensional chess game and take guys that I think you might take. I know. I'm. I'm I feel like I need to see... Uh... I was thinking I need to look at your uh, your team right now so that I, I know who you've taken and what well, spots why, you still need to I fill. Have this, I have this going. I have a little list of you know our players and what we've taken and yeah. which divisions that you still have open. Yeah. I feel like I really burned a division early by taking Joey Votto out of the NL Central. That's a deep. That's a deep. That's division. a really deep division. Um, so but, do you you could you could take a a high ranked player and put him in as your utility, right? <laughs> I could I could do that, but I feel like I have a lot of guys that are going to be left over, so I'm going to wait to do that. Yeah. Um. Okay. My next guy, I got to do it. This is the pick I was going to say earlier that I was scared to take number two overall because yeah. just he's totally unproven, but Otani. Uh, <laughs> damn. And I burned my AO West, which is the deepest division. But, you know, I'll use I'll use my flex picks for that. Otani's slurve, slider, curveball, whatever that is that he throws is going to make a lot of people look very dumb. And I'm waiting for the pristine gif where someone swings at it and just looks ridiculous and falls. Yeah. That's the gift that that's like the cream of the crop gift that might just win the overall gift of the year for me. And so I feel like he's got a lot of potential. Yeah. Much much the way I feel about him as a player, I feel about him as a giffer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it really could go either way, right? Because if he is really good this year and his pitches are filthy and everything, he'll be great. Um or he'll be bad and, you know, He'll spend, he'll spend half a year in AAA. Yeah. So you that was a boomer bust pick for me, but it, it I felt was. like I'm halfway through my draft. I felt ready to take a boomer bust pick, and he's my guy because also he's a handsome dude too. Yeah. He's got the smile potential. He's not going to make any other plays, but if he does hit a monstrous home run, you know that it's just going to be everywhere. Yep. It's just going to be on loop for every MLB Twitter account, including ours. And so... I don't know. I feel like he's got a lot of potential there. Yeah. I, I shot for the moon on this because I felt solid about my first three picks. Yeah, that was good. That was good. You you took him off my board, and I'm mad about that one. <laughs> um, but uh, okay. if anything, I just wiped away a guy that you wanted, so that's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of savage with these picks, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm roasting you. I'm right. mad at you for the rock paper scissors thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, I'm going to dive into the NL Central for this one. Pick probably what I think is the maybe, you know, rivals Joey Votto for that top pick, um, and that's Javier Baez. I was writing that down before you even said who it was. Yeah. Rivals Joey Votto. I was like, it, it's got to be Javi. It's only Javi. Yeah. Really one of the most fun players in baseball to watch right now. Even, like, what other player can make a tag look gifable? What other player does that? That's a that? fantastic point, man. We really overlooked him. I can't believe we let him get to the eighth overall pick. <laughs> I know. That, man, we messed up. Hey, I'm not mad, man. He's on my <laughs> team now. Like, I'll, I'll take it. Ah. Yeah. And also, he swings out of his shoes with every single swing he takes, and I love it. Whether he swings and misses or he hits a bomb, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, retweet my point about the eye black with Bryce Harper. Yeah, basically. He just looks like a baseball player. He really does look he like looks a like He looks like he was born player. to be a baseball player. It's all he's ever wanted to be, and he does it with so much flair and fun. The Puig finger wag is one of my top <laughs> memories from the playoffs last year, uh, and you know that I think that just goes to show his potential as a as a giffer, as, as a giffable player. Yeah, you're picking with like a lot of harmony with your team. You know, like your guys could have gifts together. Yeah, <laughs> they true. have a history of gifts together. <laughs> you're really going for it. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Uh, why don't we take a little break because I need to regroup myself. When we come back, we're gonna do our last eight picks. <laughs> We're back. I'm just going to go chalk on this one. We already talked about him. Aaron Judge. Nice. He was right under my board on Stanton, and you got Stanton, so I'm just going to get Judge. They're, everything we said about Stanton just pretty much applies to Judge. But like I said, I think he has a slight better, slightly better smile. <laughs> That's my thing. He's also slightly... Nah, he's probably, they're probably the same height. I was going to go for like a patting a short player on the back kind of gif. That would be a good one in terms of just, you know, humor value. Yeah. But um, I feel like... Even if Judge doesn't hit 52 home runs, all of his home runs are going to be incredibly gifable. And uh, I feel like we're going to get a lot of gifts. You know, my Judge, your Stanton, I feel like they're going to get a lot of gifts together. Every time they're in the field together and they run in and one of them makes a good catch, I feel like they're going to do the high five. And we're going to get a lot of gifts of that. We're going to get a lot of gifts of them leaning on the dugout railings together, saying something funny and turning to each other and laughing or roasting other people on the Yankees who are boring. We're going to get a lot of that. So... We have some harmony between our teams now, as opposed to you just are picking guys who are good with each other. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. Oh, you're trying to be friendly about this now? I'm standing, come at me. I'm sending an olive branch to you with this choice. Uh, Aaron Judge, give me him. He can't not get picked. So. Yeah, yeah. He's got to get picked. For this one, I am going to make a maybe a bit of an unlikely choice, uh, at least at this point in the draft, before we've filled up the divisions. Uh, I am going to fill up a utility position with Andrelton Simmons. Mm. Pretty much he's just got the web gems going for him, but he is the most web gem gifable player in all of baseball, hands down. Like I don't think that there is a player who I will watch more web gems of than him, right? I mean yeah, he's I mean, he's you the, just watch YouTube videos, twenty yeah. minute long YouTube videos of his highlight reels. Yeah, I mean he's the best defensive player in baseball. Yep. So that lends itself well to this sort of thing. Don't have a lot more to say about him. Like he's a fine hitter and he I mean, he's got a he's got a nice smile, but uh, yeah. but it's it's really it's really the glove and the range. Yeah, don't sugarcoat it. This is the reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like um, 
he he's in the running for the most what the fuck gif of the year like how did that even happen how did he jump through space and time to make that happen which i like to call the lebron james award because lebron has the most what the fuck pass of the year every single year we just throw something behind his back on the baseline so anderton simmons in that way he has the ability to make the gif that just it's not going to make you the happiest, but it is going to blow your mind the most. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the one where you're going to like reevaluate your life choices and like the order of the universe. <laughs> I'm never going to be as good at anything as Androton Simmons is at ranging to his right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, you're up. Um, okay. Well, you saying Androton Simmons made me think of another guy who I didn't even have on my board at all. Oh no. I'm in trouble. Okay, I'm just going to I'm going to deal with that crisis later. Um, I only have one more division to fill, and then I have my wild card picks. Yeah. So, I guess I'll just fill it. Clayton Kershaw. Ooh, okay, good. It's not, I mean, it is a settle. He's probably going to be the least gifable person on my team. As good as he is, but I'm hoping for some ridiculous fans on some curveballs, and that's really going to drag him up, his stock up a little bit. Yeah. But he just is kind of like a guy who goes out there and works all the time. He doesn't, he's pretty serious. You know, he's not going to have any big smile points while he's playing. I feel okay. like he he might have some gifts where he just kind of looks ridiculous in his hoodie and like his really scrappy beard looking and he's just making fun of someone. You know what he's a sleeper for is the the emphatic displays of emotion because he gets really upset at himself if like he doesn't do well. Um, if like he misses on a pitch or something, you will see him like yell at himself or you see him like fuming, not at anyone else, but he's just like, come on, Clayton, you're better than this. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. He has higher standards for himself than anyone. Yeah. Um, except the people on Twitter who want to be like Clayton Kershaw can't pitch in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> you know, if we're going to include the playoffs in this, there's some Clayton Kershaw is getting up in the bullpen potential as a gift, like just him standing up and looking really serious. Yeah. That's like one of those gifts that gives you chills. So that's some potential. That's not even a tool that we had mentioned, but it's it's an added bonus. It's a cherry on top for me. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I will go ahead and fill my NLE spot, uh, take my first pitcher off the board, and that's Max Scherzer. Damn it. Yeah. Sorry. I wanted him. I know you did. <laughs> We all know that he's got the displays of emotion. We've all seen the gifts of him, like, cursing under his breath. <laughs> and it's one of the weirdest things I have ever seen. Uh, and it's how he, like, hypes himself up is, like, by telling himself how much he, like, hates the batter that he's facing. Yeah, who was – um when we did our episode with Fernando, he was saying that one of, one of the pitchers that he had faced – I don't remember who it was, and I wish I did – but he would curse to himself, and he would actually say it out loud, and the batters would get mad. The well, batters who didn't know that would get mad. Yeah, Grant Balfour would oh, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. It was, like yeah. while he was on the A's, he was like starting fights because <laughs> batters were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to fight Scherzer just because you don't want to fight someone who's completely unchained when he's out there on the mound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know what he could do. It's like a it's like a dude on PCP who just continues to get shot. Yeah, like much. Scherzer with the adrenaline. He is. I would not mess with him. Yeah. Plus, th- he has the whole arm speed thing. Like, if you got punched with Scherzer's right hand, yeah, you might not live. I feel like we were. I feel like we've had this conversation before, where it's like you know, cage match, um, Chris Sale versus Max Scherzer, who would no, win. We've had this conversation verbatim on yeah. this podcast. Yeah. And I really don't know. I think that's just a bloodbath right there. Did anyone take Chris Sale yet? No, I don't think so. No, uh, this might be a harbinger of what's to come. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Well, who you got? Um, okay, so now I'm into my wild card picks, and there's so many, and I feel like I have to represent the Mets, 
So I'm gonna go with Noah Syndergaard. Oh, okay. Who, who did you think I was gonna take? I'm not gonna say, but um, <laughs> I'm not gonna take another Met. So you're. you're... I thought I thought you were gonna go with Cespedes, who's got uh, who's got the moonshots going. You know, I feel like I have some moonshots on my squad, and I feel like together between the two of us, we've had a lot of moonshot kind of guys. Like yeah. Cespedes is not gonna hit anything that Aaron Judge is not gonna hit. True, you're going heavy on the pitchers though. You're really going all in on the you know, on I the pitches a... pitches that don't move in a way that they should. I was a pitcher, but also the thing that you're not thinking about with Syndergaard is the mischief. He messes with opposing. Uh, he messes with Mr. Met and opposing mascots all the time. That's true. Remember when he like stole the quad from the fanatic, the yeah. Philadelphia fanatic? Yeah. You know, he's going to mess with some people. He's going to play pranks on teammates. He's going to have the hair flowing in the wind. And the thing is, once in a while, he might even hit a big home run. So. <laughs> oh, true. True. Yeah. Or he might do some shirtless interviews. That's yeah, a gift. Yeah, that's true. You just get him like turning back to the camera with no shirt on. Yeah. That's a gif. That's yep. gifable. That's going on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you know this, but sometimes he's shirtless and he's a very ripped man, according to every single person on earth. <laughs> so I'm taking him. I'm just doing it. I have a lot of pitchers. I had to get a Met on my team. I would have felt really terrible if I had a National and a Yankee and not a Met. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm going to go ahead and fill my last divisional spot. That's the AL Central, Byron Buxton. Mm. Yeah, mm. I know you wanted him. I know you wanted him. Uh, he, I feel like while you and I both recognize it, I feel like he's almost kind of a sleeper in this category because he really broke out last year. I mean, started to live up to some of his massive prospect hype that he's had for years now. Um but he's really just like an overall above average baseball player in every way. So he can hit home runs. He's fast as hell. Yeah, I would watch a gif of him just rounding first. No, honestly. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he's really fast. But he's a great defender, obviously, too. So when you're thinking web gems, like he balances out Andleton Simmons uh, for me in that category. And He uh, plays with like reckless abandon too. Yeah. He'll run into a wall, the hat will go flying. Yep. He'll probably get injured doing that, but it'll be worth watching over and over and over and over and over again like you would any good defensive web gem gif. Yeah. And what's interesting about him is that he doesn't even look like the most athletic guy. Like he's kind of not proportioned right like he's no Mike Trout, right? Where you're just like huge build. He looks like, like a basketball. Like real player. athlete. Yeah, he does. He's like tall. When he runs, his like it's kind of funny watching him run at full speed. He runs like, like a his, gazelle. Because he really does. Yeah. yeah. It's um it's incredible. It's it's, it's an amazing it's an amazing sight to see. Yeah. So I think he's really uh he's gonna bring it all. Outstanding choice. Yeah. I commend you for that. Thanks. Uh Okay. I'm down to my this, final this is it. choice. Who you got? Uh I want to take another pitcher. How many pitchers do I have? <laughs> um, okay, I have I have Kershaw, Otani, who's who could be a hitter too, and Syndergaard. Do I take a fourth pitcher? Do I just do half and half? That's bold. <laughs> it is bold, but I want to take. Uh, I'm down to two guys. I'm gonna talk this through. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> One of them? No, I guess. Yeah, I've eliminated the third guy, so I'm down to two. Okay. They're two shortstops. Yeah. They're both in the AL. Got it. Carlos Correa, and Manny Machado, who's now a shortstop. Ooh, okay. The third guy was Lance McCullers, just for his two-seam fastball. Fair. I can't just draft a guy for a two-seam fastball when I already have three pitchers. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Lance McCullers. I love watching him pitch. He does. He is the definition of ball doing something that it's not supposed to. Because it just his two-seam fastball cuts like three feet back. Yeah. I don't know how it happens, but I love him. I'm sad that I don't get to choose him. He's cute, too. But 
I'm going to have to go with Machado just because I think he's the one that you might want. Nice one. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to pick him, actually. He wasn't even on my draft board. Yeah, he wasn't on my draft board until you said until you started talking about Andrelton Simmons and yeah. I said the YouTube thing. And he's like the other YouTube yeah. star guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take Machado. I feel bad about not getting Correa because he has the smile of a lifetime. And also, when the Astros had that walk-off win and he sprinted out from the dugout, that was First of all, like a 17-second gif, but a great one, nonetheless, <laughs> of him just sprinting all the way out to second and congratulating everyone. I love him. I'm going to take Machado. That's good. For If only for the like arm speed whipping the ball to first base when he's not even facing first base, if only for that gif. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't have enough defense on my team, and Machado is right up there with Simmons in terms of what-the-fuck moments yeah. on defense. He just makes physics not be a thing yeah on the baseball field and so also he's a really good hitter he had a sort of down year last year he wasn't his peak self but you know he's in the contract year <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's the thing <laughs> he's in the contract year and if he gets traded i feel like if he might get traded to i don't know like the red Sox or something and he has a long history of fighting with red Sox players so you might even get a red Sox meltdown fight in the dugout with him that's true i would not put that past the 2018 baseball season <laughs> so that's my reasoning sorry carlos correa sorry sorry lance mccullers love you both but um give me manny machado i will never forget when the orioles were playing i think the yankees and someone hit a ball like down the line and machado went over to get it and he accidentally kicked the ball like into foul territory towards the dugout and while he was trying to grab it, and so he's he runs after the ball, picks it up, and fires it over to first as he's like running into the Yankees dugout. It was incredible. And got the guy. Yeah. Because he has the strongest arm. He has like a Syndergaard level arm. Yeah. Now, I actually wonder how much his stock is hurt, that arm strength, by moving over to short because it's not as long of a throw. So he's got, he'll have more of an opportunity to show off the range less of an opportunity to show off the arm. It's a bit of a, it's actually kind of a bold move, kind of not having seen him play a shortstop in a few years, but uh, it'll be fun nonetheless because he'll give us something. But give me, give me all of the turning a double play Manny Machado and the runner is running a little harder than usual and he needs to just whip it over to first at 105 miles an hour. Give me all of that. Give me the first baseman breaking his hand, trying to catch Manny Machado turning a double play. Fair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want that. Also, he has the ranging over to his right still, you know, which he, he made famous at third base. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like he could do it. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a, it's a good pick. He's got that potential, that star potential. I love him. (laughs) Okay. My last pick, oldie, but a goodie. And, this is a bit of a risky pick because I actually don't know how much time he's going to spend in the major leagues this year. And much of his gifable talent is not necessarily what he does in terms of his skills as a baseball player. Um, but I really can't have a gift team that doesn't include Bartolo Colon. Wild that you're picking that the, the day after he got cut by the Rangers. Yep, he's literally going to start the year <laughs> in AAA. <laughs> But the thing is, if he is on a major league roster, you know that he has the potential to outperform almost anyone else. Just in terms of the on-field antics, the off-field antics, the smile, the home run. Come on. The thing about Bartolo Colon is that he has the top five gifts of all time. They're all him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you picked a legend? Yeah. Who might not produce any gifts this year? Uh, yeah, but if he does, you know they're going to be top-notch gifts. Yeah, so. he's like a—he's not a volume shooter. He's no. only quality <laughs> shots. Quality shots for Bartolo. Yeah, for real. 
the oh god the one of him swinging and the helmet coming off uh, uh, <laughs> or the it's one an all timer the one of him uh getting the guy at first on opening day throwing it behind his back yep Good lord, and obviously the home run. I know you don't get audio in the home run. It, that call was the, one of the greatest calls of my lifetime. It really was um, from Gary. But you know, you shot your shot with that one, and I, I respect it. Yeah, I respect it big time. You could boomer bust pick here. You could easily take the top three gifts with that choice alone, and you took him as Mister Irrelevant, last pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah, man. He's he's the uh, yeah he's the post hype guy. Yeah. Do you have any? Okay, so do you have any other guys on your list that you felt like could have gotten picked? but just didn't quite make it because we had a tight eight each. Um, I have a few guys. I mentioned a couple of them, Lance McCullers yeah. and Carlos Correa. It's wild to me that Carlos Correa, who we talk about as one of the most fun players in the league, basically every episode didn't make it on to a team. Well, that's the thing is like some of these guys, like Correa, I mean, Correa is a lot of fun, but he's also just an all-around solid player. Like he doesn't hit moonshots. He's not necessarily a big bat flipper, right? And he's a slightly above average defender. So he's mostly just like fun and has a great smile. But, uh, and you know, similarly, like Mike Trout is nowhere on here because he's just all around the best player in baseball and he does everything incredibly well. But I'm not gonna like, watch gifts of hitting opposite field doubles to the gap, yeah, like, take, like taking the ball the other way. <laughs> um, a few years ago, when Mike Trout, I guess, really in like his second or third year when he was just robbing every home run, yeah, in the gap to in left center, I feel like maybe he could have made it on then, but he's a joy to watch he's just not really it's not in instant moments it's just you really have to watch him for a whole game or you yeah. have to watch a whole at bat to really get it for him and you can't make a gif out of a hole at bat yeah you can enjoy it but you can't make a gif out of it so that's why a guy like him didn't make it on yeah Cespedes came to mind I also want to shout out uh Billy Hamilton who I was thinking about who you know again it, like it's either him or Buxton is the fastest guy in the league depending on how you want to analyze it yeah um and which is pretty incredible that like his legs carry his gift value alone, right? You could, uh, I should like he could be a stealing bases gift kind yeah, of guy. Exactly, like stealing third base, right? Or tagging up two bases on a fly ball or something <laughs> wild like that. You know, tagging up from second to home on a deep ball. Uh, big left-handers, Chris Sale and Andrew Miller were on my list. Yeah, um, for the slider that almost hits people in the back foot, but they swing at it. Uh, they just came up short like i said i had too many pitchers and i feel like taking a relief pitcher in the all gift draft would be be kind of a lame move <laughs> um and then i had kevin pilar for the diving catches in center field oh, the absolute good. laying flying squirrel laying out kind of catches that he makes yeah um because i felt like i didn't have enough defense but also i you know kevin pilar not a great guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't want to put him on my squad <laughs> I, I will say notably absent in part because he's not on a major league team right now, is a guy like Jose Batista who drops bombs when he actually makes contact right now and has delivered, you know, maybe maybe the best gif in the last two or three years, right? Which is, you know, capital T, the capital B bat, capital F flip, right? Yeah, the bat flip heard around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Harper did one too in the NLDS last year that was, you know, maybe in terms of bat flips, right up there with that one. Yeah. But, um... Just not quite the moment of leverage yeah, but, that but, but, Batista's had. Yeah, the but, thing but, is, but Batista might hit like 190 and not play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, But I, I had to shout him out. True. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to throw out some flaming hot takes for the 2018 season. Say goodbye from the front porch. I always wonder if you're smiling at us or if you're looking away. I'd ask, but either way, I feel 
sorry for you. Locked your love in a screenshot. They all work that way. Okay, Bobby. So the other part of our season preview episode is we have to bring back the segment of all segments, and that's taking all the way. To face Cespedes last night, I gave up an RBI double to him, and Cespedes taking all the way on the first pitch. It's a strike. Uh, tipping pitches season preview edition. Yeah, this is a, like our running joke of a segment where we do from time to time just to keep it alive. Yeah, <laughs> it's been on like in part life just, support for in, the last month, few months. In part, I like to bring it back just because I think we named it really well. Like it's a well named segment, taking all the way. Yeah, I, I dig it. It's a baseball thing. Yeah, I don't know if you get the joke, but it's a baseball thing. It's a baseball <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, so we each have developed three hot takes to throw out about the uh, upcoming 2018 season, whether it, it as it pertains to a team or a player or, I don't know, something else. I guess that's pretty much all it can pertain to. <laughs> I guess it, it could pertain to an owner. One of mine that didn't quite make the cut was that Derek Jeter's going to get fired. Yeah. just going to put that out there for a teaser for the listeners. <laughs> Hope you enjoy that. Um, okay, I'm just going to go right off the bat with this one. Reese Hoskins, he's going to be bad. 2018, Reese Hoskins, Woo! bad. <laughs> Fan the flames yeah. over Fade here. Me off, man. I'm just turning it up to 100 right away. Um Here's the thing. If you look at the home run to fly ball rate of last year, which, you know, for the listeners who don't aren't crazy fan graph stat heads, it's just basically what percentage of balls that you hit in the air actually left the park. And Reese Hoskins, minimum 100 plate appearances for the year, Reese Hoskins was fifth, right behind Matt Olson, who is your boy, who hit a home run basically every time he came up to bat. Yep. Uh, Aaron Judge... John Carlos Stanton and JD Martinez, the three best hitters in the league, you basically last you year. You don't think Reese Hoskins is the fourth best hitter in the league? <laughs> I don't. Um, he hit 31.6% of his fly balls out of the park. And yeah. I just, while I agree that he's a cool prospect and it's cool that he came up to the league and, and had a great year, it's fun for Phillies fans. I just, I don't totally believe it, especially since his isolated power had never been above 300 in the minor leagues, and he came up and his ISO was 359. That's ridiculous. That's unsustainable, yeah, obviously. Right? He's not going to hit 60 home runs. No one has an isolated power of 300 ever. So I'm going to say he's going to regress a little bit, and I'm just going to, in hot take form, I'm going to take that regression and be like, he's going to be as bad as he was good last year. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. <laughs> also, he's not a good defender either. That's the other thing, is that he plays a couple of positions, right? He, he, he's like first, and then they, the and they put him in the outfield a little bit, which obviously he's not very good at. But. His D-war last year was negative 2.8, yeah. and his offensive war was 17.9. So if the offensive war goes down to like sustainable level, he's going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> or like, okay, like a prospect level, which is, you know, not a terrible thing to have in an organization but not a good player and i think everyone's freaking out and being like Philly's wild card nah nah miss me with all that <laughs> all right yeah i i uh i think he'll be good but you know the point of this segment is not to uh to d- d- deliver some scintillating analysis <laughs> that was pretty scintillating that analysis was, that was, for that was, that was good you brought up i think this is the first mention of iso <laughs> on tipping pitches so <laughs> it's about as deep as the stats get here yeah you know, I feel like if it's going to be if it's on a board somewhere in the MLB, if they put that up there as a stat, which they do for the Cincinnati Reds, they put isolated power up as a stat yeah. on the big board in the outfield. So I feel reasonable to mention it. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Uh first one, I'm going to go boring just because this is the one I've been yelling about for the last 2 years. Um but the A's are going to be good this year. I mean, it's they're everyone's sleeper pick right now, them and the Phillies, but you know, my my take is that the A's win 85 games this oh, year? Oh, I was going to say, you need to have a stronger take than that. Is that the A's are going to be good this year? That, no. What does that mean? That could be like 75 games compared to what they've been. No, the A's are going to win 85 games this year. Um, 
and no, you know what? The A's are going to win 87 games this year, end the year in second place, snag a wild card spot, and uh, and you know make a postseason push. I love this. This is totally unreasonable. Absolutely unreasonable. <laughs> they have especially z- given they, they had no zero pitchers. pitching, and then two of their pitchers got injured. <laughs> so now they have negative two pitchers on their team. That is. Uh, I love that. That is like the most cocksure analysis I've ever heard in my entire life. But the thing is, like, in all seriousness, they have a really good young offense that can only get better. Matt Chapman, he's actually another guy for the all-gift draft who's he's going to win a gold glove this year. And yeah. I'm not kidding. He, You could argue that he should have won a gold glove last year with half a season, which is wild, right? This he is the was, old Joel Embiid versus Malcolm Brockton Rookie of the Year award. Yeah, right? Like, he was, by the numbers... Only Nolan Arenado was a better third baseman last year, which is insane because Matt Chapman came up in, like, July. Okay, are you ready for this repartee? Yeah. My second hot take goes straight off the back of yours. Okay. And it's that the Rangers are going to be the worst team in baseball. Ooh, okay. Record-wise, everything-wise, watchability-wise, they're going to be the most unbearable team in baseball. <laughs> and you have one of their players You have one of their players on your all-gift team, but other than Adrian Beltre this year, they're going to be terrible to watch. Yeah. I also believe that the A's are going to be good. They're not going to win 87 games in snag a wild card spot. Sorry to break your heart. But I think that they're going to be better than most people expect them to be. Yeah. I'm a big believer in the Angels um, based off, you know, Otani. I like him as a pitcher. And I think what they did with their infield defense is absolutely outstanding. I think Mike Trout is one of the best players of all time. And we talked about it with Austin. That's a good team. He watched them in person and he liked what he saw. And I trust him yeah. um, as an analyzer of the game as much as I trust myself. Um, (laughs) And so there has to be some games to lose in that division. They can't all just win 80-plus games. you know. And the Rangers have been, every single year, just defying the odds of what the numbers say that they should do. And I think Joey Votto is going to strike out... Or Joey Votto. I think Joey Gallo is going to strike out like 40% of the time. And even the Rangers beat writer, who was on Effectively Wild predicted that they would win 75 games which is less than van Graaf's predicted they would win um and i'm gonna go even less i think they're gonna win in the 60s yeah it's interesting they're kind of in the same <laughs> they're kind of in the same boat as the a's in that their lineup is pretty good like it's pretty sack a lot of really young players like guys like odor and uh and like nomar mazara and but joey gallo odor and, was so bad last year yeah there's no way he's gonna be that i don't think he's gonna be that bad again I but mean, like that's the thing be. he won't be on the team no, I know, right? And so their lineup is good. Their pitchers, oh man, it's not good. It's they're they're throwing up pitchers like it's 2009 right now. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's like Mike Miner, Bartolo Colon was yeah. on the team for a hot sec. <laughs> so like what we saw last year with the NL West is kind of how I feel how the ALS is going to go this year, where three teams were really good, they stayed really good all year, and they sucked up all the wins in that division, and the Giants had to lose 100 games for it. So you know, like that could happen to the Rangers this year. Yeah, I agree. Okay, um, my uh, my second hot take. This one actually, I guess, kind of piggybacks off your first hot take <laughs> as it somewhat pertains to the Phillies. This is such an echo chamber, bro. Okay, ready for this? Manny Machado wins MVP as a Philly. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. You think the Phillies are going to trade for Machado? Why not? And he's going to have had such a good first half that they, you know, give a king's ransom for him and then he wins MVP at the end of the year. I don't think they have to give up a king's ransom for him, right? If you for half a season of Machado, they have a deep enough farm system, right? JP Crawford could either end up being fine or like if he takes a step back this year, they need a shortstop, right? So and he would bring 
uh, I don't know, a really nice bat to the middle of that lineup. Can you imagine him hitting with like, it's like Carlos Santana, Reese Hoskins, Manny Machado, Michael Franco. Oh my God, that lineup would be stacked with him in it. Like, Thank you for raining on my parade. I'm just in the worst <laughs> mood ever now. If the Phillies get Manny Machado, and you know if the Phillies trade for Manny Machado, you know, Machado, teams are only going to trade for Machado if they think they have a realistic chance of signing him. Right. Because, you know, you don't trade for a dude that's just going to leave when the Orioles are going to want a lot for him, clearly. Otherwise, they would have traded him already. Um, ugh, yeah. That would ruin my whole life. <laughs> that would ruin everything. I hate that you said this because now it's never going to leave my head. I hadn't even thought about that yeah. to this point. Well, and it would also mean that the Phillies are good, right? They're only going to trade for him if they think they can actually contend this year. So, you know, if the Phillies are playing like 520 baseball at the break or whatever. I hate you. I hope the A's win 40 games this year. <laughs> You're the worst the worst person ever. Okay, come at me with your last hot take. <laughs> oh, God. This is also kind of um, good for the Phillies, this take that I have. Yeah? <laughs> this is a big win for the Phillies taking all the way today. Um, my take is that the NL East will have four of the NL's top five Cy Young vote-getters. Okay. Interesting. That's the take. Very specific. So, you know, there are a lot of good pitchers in the NL East, and I think should they all stay healthy – I think that that league is just going to dominate the conversation around Cy Young. I mean, obviously, the other guy will be Clayton Kershaw. Um, and then, you know, you have Syndergaard, you have DeGrom, you have an area to bounce back, which is not going to happen, but I guess it could. Yeah. Um, you have Aaron Nola, who's a sleeper to be a, a Cy Young candidate if he stays healthy and the Phillies are good. You have, obviously, Scherzer, who's won it the last two years. And then you have Strasburg, if he stays healthy. That's six right there. That could feasibly be in the conversation for Cy Young, and that's not even accounting for guys breaking out or the Matt Harvey X Factor bounce back year, which we all know <laughs> is going to happen. So I like this to be a thing that could actually happen, and I think the NL East pitching is going to dominate the conversation all year. And you could rack up a lot of strikeouts and a lot of good quality outings against the Marlins. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that that helped Syndergaard's uh, Cy Young candidacy and Degrom's Cy Young candidacy a couple of years back. So you know what? I think it could happen. Four of the five. Come talk to me at the end of the year when the Cy Young voting goes. Syndergaard one, Scherzer two, Kershaw, and then like two Phillies pitchers. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you calling it Syndergaard Cy Young? Hell yeah. Okay. He's throwing 108 by the end of the year, and everyone's <laughs> just having a f- collective freak out. Do you like it? Do you think I, it could happen? I think that could absolutely happen. I mean, I yeah, really, I'm yes. really high on Aaron Nola too. Yeah. I think he could legitimately be in the top five of the Cy Young this year. I am high on him. I. That is more of a hot take than something I actually believe. I don't think he'll be a top five Cy Young pitcher. I think he'll have an ERA in the low threes, but still a great pitcher, right? So yeah. we'll see. Uh, okay, my last take, keeping it in the NL East. Basically, we've st- we've been AL West, NL East, <laughs> <laughs> literally our two divisions. And uh, we will rant about our teams for a few minutes after this before we wrap up the episode. But this is one actually that I guess does not bode well for the Mets because it means they're not doing well. You ready for my last hot take? Tim Tebow at bats. Yes! (laughs) Tim Tebow makes his Major League debut before the end of the year. This isn't even a hot take because this is what everyone is like, Tim Tebow's going to come up this year. I'm not even mad. I'm not mad. Not even a little bit. I would take a Mets 100 loss season if it meant I got to see Tim Tebow. I can't believe I just said that. I don't mean that. That's not true. Oh, God, check on me if Tim Tebow ever gets put in the lineup. <laughs> Just check on me. Yeah, it's Just bad. Just call me, beat me Yeah, if you want to reach me. <laughs> I have, you know, I have nothing to back this up. Tim Tebow is a really bad baseball player, and he probably will be out of organized baseball by the end of the year. But if he's not, he's going to be in the majors. And I have no doubt about that, that he's going to be the Mets' 
starting center fielder in 2019. Center fielder. <laughs> oh my. Hey, they need I God. mean I mean the Mets the only players they put in center field are non-center fielders. That's so. true. No, Ligaris is going to be fine. Stop, stop, stop. Stop. Flyball Revolution is going to help out Ligaris yeah, this year. Yeah, man. And it's going to help out Tim Tebow. So he just needs to tweak that swing a little bit, man. Yeah, he's batting in the wrong New York park. Yeah. To be hitting pop flies out. <laughs> yeah, take that, Yankees fans. All you do is just hit fly ball, though. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's my last take. All right. We need to cool off a little bit. When yeah, we come we back, do. we're just going to talk quickly about the A's and Mets and then get out of here. Okay, Alex, we've basically previewed how we feel about the rest of the league. Or at least two of the divisions in it. <laughs> <laughs> we covered all, we covered every division with we all the did, games. We did, we did. That was the mentality. Yes. We figured we don't know enough about all these teams to talk about them seriously, so we're going to talk about the players that we do know and care about and watch a lot. But anyway, we did a little league-wide thing. Um, that's our hashtag analysis. Uh, now let's get in our feelings a little bit. You and I, noted A's and Mets fans, respectively so why don't we just say how we feel the the season is going to go for the teams i mean i know you've made your feelings clear about the a's <laughs> several different times and i've made my fatalistic feelings clear about the mets but in all seriousness how do you think this year is going to go what do you think you're going to be saying by the end of the year um by the time the all-star break rolls around where is your head going to be it's so hard that's the thing is like okay so my hot take was you know 85 87 games for the a's it realistically <laughs> like not to go back on my hot take but like realistically they'll probably end up around 80 or 82 wins but like it could go either way right if the pitching does break right or they trade for a pitcher or something you know they could win 85 games if the pitching sucks this year which like is more likely than not at this point they might win 75 games again so there's such a large uh, margin of error on this sort of thing that it's so hard to tell where things are going to go. I'm cautiously optimistic about the team just because they have a lot of young guys. Um, they have some reinforcements coming. I don't know if you've heard about this one guy called AJ Puck, <laughs> but he's in the minors right now. He's actually literally Randy Johnson. They, yeah. they found a time machine. They put Randy Johnson in it and they brought him back. And now it's 22 year old Randy Johnson. It's pitching for the A's. Yeah, but they have a they have a really good lineup, honestly. Like I would say that they have a one of the more they have the second best lineup in the AOS. Yeah, I, I was gonna say they have one of the more promising young lineups in the American League, and they have a really deep farm system too. So even if things don't work entirely out this year, uh, I think that the future looks bright for them. Right? Like I said, Matt Chapman's got multiple Gold Gloves coming his way. Matt Olson could be Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. Um, they have guys like Mateo on the way. They have guys like Barreto on the way, who I'm so excited for. Yeah. Um, and they got a lot back for Sonny Gray. They really like. Honestly, I mean, I know you could use Sonny Gray on this team, but they got they got a good haul for him. They got a really good haul for him, and you know they so yeah they got Mateo. They got Dustin Fowler, who may or may not be their opening day center fielder. Who knows? Um, and then they got James Caprillion, who like if he comes back from injury, we don't know how he's going to be. He could be terrible, or if he comes back, he could be great. So who knows, man? Yeah, I the thing about it, it it affects both of our teams. So I guess this will be my transition into talking about the Mets. But the thing about the A's and the Mets as well is that 
the way that the divisions are stacked and some divisions are so much better than others is that it just it it's tough for each of these teams to try to grab a wild card yeah. and there is like a death star in each of their divisions there's like two teams who i feel like are going to be the best in baseball this year in the astros and the nationals i always say that every year really you think the nationals are going to be the second best team in baseball this year well, you know i always jinx the nationals right you know that's <laughs> like my that's my shtick is that i'm here to just completely condemn the nationals fair the nationals are really good though and this is their last year of contention and i think they're going to go all in if they're not stupid um and so you know they might trade to bolster and have a ridiculous yankees level bullpen they already have a solid bullpen based off what they did last year and the thing about the a's being really good is that they could be really good but still lose a lot of games. They could do everything you're saying, and they could still not win enough games to make it into the wild card because the Astros are in the division, so they're, they're not winning the division, barring utter disaster for yeah. Houston. Yeah. Um, and then the Yankees-Red Sox thing, one of those teams is going to be a wild card. And then, so what? You're, like Every other division has to have one good team and four bad teams yeah. for them to make it. Yeah. And I like what the Angels have done in this offseason, and based off what Otani does... You know, I said that the Angels were going to be good because of their infield defense and because I believe in Otani as a pitcher, at least. And I have always liked their pitching staff, should it remain healthy. And they're going to go with six guys. So, yes, your take could be right. This is right thinking. It could be wrong in the end. It could right. be wrong analysis. Right. I mean, that's the thing about when you come down, when it comes down to the wild card is it's a total crapshoot, right? Like, there's yeah. always teams bunched up at the top. And, and it's the just, Rangers it, are probably going to win 85 games just because I said that they were going to be the worst team in the league. Yeah, so it, you really don't know. But, like, if things break right with the rotation, right? Like, I mean, Kendall Graveman is their opening day starter for the second year in a row. So, like, that doesn't bode super well, but maybe Sean Maniah takes a step forward, right? Like, Chad Pinder is good, <laughs> Yeah. Like, he hit a lot of home runs. They traded for Steven Piscott. I'm not going to go through every A's player, but, like, they have... I actually think you should. Bring up the depth chart. That's <laughs> I... what people want to hear. Give the people I... what they want. Yo, I really will. Yo, I'll give you my top 15 A's prospect <laughs> off top of my head right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I got the ranking down. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I am optimistic for this year, but even if things don't work out, like, they are set up, I think, very well for the future. Like, better than a lot of the other teams in baseball right now. So yeah. I can't hate it. Okay. How do you feel about the Mets? I've come out on the other side. I feel good. And I don't know if really? this is just like like a Are you wait, hang on. I'm touching your forehead. Are you feeling okay? I am actually kind of getting a little bit sick, but that's not why I feel this way. I've I've just gone through so much with this team that I'm just trying to let go and I'm trying to accept the fact that Noah Syndergaard is starting on opening day for the Mets. And it's like what more do I need than that and DeGrom behind him? Being last year, being one of my, it was, don't get me wrong, last year was one of the worst years to be a Mets fan in my lifetime, um, just with everything that went wrong and all the expectations that we had going into the season based off they finished kind of strong in 2016. And last year was an utter dumpster fire. That was the only way to explain it. And they cleared house and now they have a new manager and there's a lot of unknowns. But watching Jacob DeGrom last year was one of my favorite things in the history of being a Mets fan because no matter what, the team was absolute trash around him and he went out there and he posted a low threes era and a shit ton of strikeouts and the first 200 inning season of his career and i just i trust him with my life and i love noah Syndergaard with all of my heart so i'm just i'm gonna be positive about this year like if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out like they weren't supposed to be this good anyway the rotation was not supposed to pan out to be this good Noah Syndergaard was supposed to be a flamethrower who never really learned how to pitch and he's now a top three to five pitcher in baseball and so 
I feel lucky with that. The Mets were not supposed to sign, you know, they were not supposed to re-sign Yohannes Cespedes, but they did. And now he's still on the team and I get to watch him hit it to Mars. So I've, I've just decided I'm going to be positive about this team. I like the lineup a little bit more than most people do. And they've at least shown some interest in thinking about defense, something that Terry Collins never did. He thought about veterans and their like locker room or their clubhouse like maturity, which was weird. And I just think Conforto is going to be in the lineup every day whenever he comes back. And that's never going to be a question. And Rosario is going to get the chance to be in the lineup every day unless he's terrible. And Todd Frazier is going to be over there at third base to help him out on that side of the infield. Unlike last year when it was just Jose Reyes or Wilmer Flores or X guy (laughs) who's terrible at defense. And so... You know what? I'm going to be positive about it. I've just I've gone through back and forth about the health of the team, but I'm just going to decide that that's something I can't control. I'm going to let it go and I'm just going to be positive. I respect it. Well, we've basically reached the end of the podcast, so I can throw this takeout because no one's going to hear it. Um, but this gives me an excuse to, I guess, spew my single uh, thing that I actually maybe kind of believe about the Mets uh, this year or a specific Mets player. I know I have... Um, talked ill of him in the past but i do think this could be brandon nimmo's year and i'm not kidding about that like he's been an okay player for the like he hasn't been bad in the he i think he was unfairly hyped as a prospect because it was was like a first round pick yeah he was a first round pick and so everyone's like he's the next big thing when all he could do was like walk but he has a little bit of power he has a little bit of speed he's a fine defender in center field right like he he actually is a center fielder which is you know a start (laughs) so if (laughs) the bar is on the floor with the meds but like honestly he could if I don't think he's going to play every day, right? He's not going to get 550 at-bats this year. But he could actually, I think if he's a little more aggressive at the plate and actually puts the ball in play and, like, swings up a little bit, you know, the he's a guy who the flyball revolution could help too. The so, thing about Nimmo is that this is going to be sort of like, you know, your typical sports radio show analysis kind of take, but he's the kind of player who doesn't need to play every day to be in a rhythm because he just has such a good eye and most of what he does is walk. You know, you don't forget how to walk. That's what he's been doing his whole life. Yeah. And so if he doesn't get 550 at-bats, that's fine. Like yeah. He's not a prospect who needs to hone his bat-to-ball skills because he doesn't really use them that often. He usually just walks. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're right. I'm positive about them. Yeah. No, I think that they will end up being good. It's tough because there are a lot of there are also a lot of other really good teams in the National League this year. It yeah, really they're sucks. They're screwed by the same thing that I was talking about with the A's. Yeah. It's and so both of these teams really like their success this year kind of hinges on the starting rotation in in different ways, right? It's yeah. like the starting rotation will push the A's to contention where, you know, for the Mets the starting pitching, if it's good, will just we'll, be the we'll, reason they're good. Will make yeah, will be the reason they're good, but also like make them legitimate playoff contenders. Yeah. So they just gotta make it there, man. Yeah. They just gotta get I know, there. I know. Yeah. So we'll see. But I think it's safe to say you and I both very excited for the yeah. 2018 season. If it wasn't evident enough. Okay, if you made it through this, um, we're props ex- to you. Yeah, seriously, we're extremely thankful. Um, tell us what you think about the gift players. Tell us if you think we missed anyone's. Don't come to us with crazy obscure minor leaguers that we think are going to be really excited that might make the roster. Like we we wanted to pick guys that we could talk about that we might not get the chance to talk about all season. 
So we had a lot of fun. Don't forget there is uh, a blog post that goes along with this um, that you can follow along and yeah, make we'll, sure that we'll, you see all these fun gifts. We'll link to it in the description for that. That's all I got. I'm really excited about baseball starting. I know. The next time we talk, real baseball will be happening. Yeah, we're going to be like still coming down off the high from that. We really will. So, uh, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah. We'll see you uh, when the season started. Rock, paper, scissors. Best, you got rock, paper, scissors, shoot. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you, it's rock, paper, scissors. No. Yes. No. Yep. No. Wow. This is, <laughs> this is, the this first. is big. <laughs> <laughs> this is bigger than the DH. <laughs>